the cricket ground. Lang part for the bush. You still gotta run, you still gotta tackle when the scrum's a dot the same push. You give it some, you give some more, and you really give your all. Playing rugby league football, it's the greatest game of all. So as as you just mentioned, um, you're doing the personal training stuff. Have you been doing that since you retired, or did it take a while to find your groove? I was doing personal training when I was playing for the Roosters. Oh wow, yep. I was a bit of a nutter then. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I've I've heard stories. Um, one bloke, uh, what's his name? Uh, I'm brain fighting really hard, and he'll kill me if I get his name wrong. Um, just double, just trying to find his name. X player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. X player, like X teammate of yours. Um, Troy Slattery. No, no, Troy Slattery. He, um, oh, yeah, because yeah, I messaged him yesterday he, um, asking if he'd be interested in, in, in a podcast episode. He said no, but that's because he prefers to be low-key, which I respect 100%. And he goes, nah, but mate, get on to Nat Wood. He's, he's, he's a freak. He's got stories for days and stuff. I'm like, okay, I will. Um, so, yeah, so you, you were heavy into the fitness um, way back when you were playing as well, were you? Well, we've just been brought up on, on being fit and being able to handle ourselves and and stuff like that. Our old man's a bit of an old hardhead, but a champion bloke. He's an ex-footballer himself. So, okay. if he come home from school, if he come home from work early, and me and my brother were jigging school and we're on the lounge, he'd fucking kick the shit out of us. But if we're in the in the in the gym, we had our own little gym. Yep. We're in the pool room training. He come in and go, "What the fuck are you blokes doing? Why are you at school?" We go, oh, we just come out and do some training. Go, okay. But if if he come home, we're laying on the lounge watching TV. He'd flog us. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah, so it was drilled into us early to to be fit and to be able to handle ourselves. So we made us learn quite a few different boxing, jujitsu, judo, everything. One second. Tyler, what did you just do then, Bubba? Don't go hitting the walls with a golf stick. That, w- that, um, that would come in handy nowadays with the wrestling and the bloody tackling these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we had, I had to do it because I was tiny. When I was at yep. the Roosters, I was 72 curlos playing far, hooker. Far out. You know? <laughs> And so I had to learn every way to cheat, pretty much. So, yep. so yeah, so I I was lucky that my dad, uh, very lucky to have my old man and my mum that tipped us into doing every sport. So me and my brother just grew up doing everything. No oh, wow. Played every sport. And, did, um, um, and rugby league just sort of stuck with you sort of thing? Well, I played rugby league since I was four and we're always around boxing. We grew up. In Newtown Police Boys, so Johnny oh, wow. Lewis is like a second father. To Johnny us. Lewis, yeah, so, yeah, I've met him. He's yeah. a top bloke. So second, so boxing and fighting was just something you learnt. It was just, it was it was like just what you did. Cup of tea yeah. every day, you know. So we're lucky in that respect, and we and where we got the police boys, you just played every sport. Played tennis, played basketball, we played indoor tennis, we played soccer, you played cricket. We just played everything. You just played everything because so, you weren't on the couch watching TV. We didn't have mobile phones. We had another. We just played. Yep. We just did sports, sport, and more sport. Um, and then, so yeah, for me, lucky that my fitness um, was probably the main attribute that got me to play seventeen years professionally. So yeah, yeah that, that's a long career. Like you started at Balmain, ended up finishing up in Warrington. What was the? Well, life I started at South. I started oh, you started at South. Well, bloody Google yeah. is wrong. <laughs> Sorry yeah, about I started that. Started South. Yep. I played, I played under 21s. I got graded with under 21s when I was 16. Oh, wow. And then when I was 17 or 18, 
I got knocked out tackling Stephen Kearney. <laughs> Ouch. Went home and went to sleep and went completely blind. Lost my eyesight. Oh, wow. Was in intensive care for two days. I got a drill into my head. Thought I had fluid on the brain. It ended up I just had a freak thing called cortical cortical blindness. Yep. Is that what, is something that happens from being knocked out sort of thing? Well, it's what happens is your blood vessels seize up in the back of your skull. Yep. And you, so what happened to me, I played... I was out at Campbelltown Sports Ground. I played. I got knocked out. I kept playing. They took me off, did the concussion test. Yep, yep. I got a better score concussed than when I was... <laughs> when I was uh, and so they said, oh, you'll be all right. And I went and sat in the grandstand to watch reserve grade and everything turned upside down. Oh, shit. So my vision... And, and my dad was leaving the ground. I walked around and said to my dad, Dad, take me home. I've got a head. I've got a migraine because I used to get migraines. I used to get knocked around quite a bit, concussed yep. quite a bit, play above my weight. I was tiny. I used to try and kill everyone. Yep. Uh, which was stupid. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I got I got KO'd, went home, went to sleep. Ended up being blind for 20-something hours. Oh, wow. That, uh, that would have been fucking crazy. Holy shit. It was crazy because my brother, who's very, very uh, close to me, he... He started freaking out. Oh, wow. Because I, I was laying there, even though I was sort of still concussed, I was, wasn't. I, I could hear everything that was going on. Yeah, you know? yeah. Everything was all white. It wasn't all black like you'd think being blind. Yeah. It was all white. I just had my eyes closed. And, and I heard them say to my parents and my brother, look, we think he's got fluid on the brain. We have to possibly drill into his head. There's a 75% chance he'll have a stroke. <sighs> From da, 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 da. Yeah. And so my brother started going, <clears throat> pardon me, going mad, yep. crying and everything. And I said to him, Garfus, I'm calling Garfus, Garfus, come here, come here. And he came over and I said, mate, just settle the fuck down. I said, I just need you to do me one favor. Mm. He was like, yeah, I'll do anything, I'll do anything. I said, can you go pick me out a Labrador pup? <laughs> <laughs> and he went, oh, you're a fucking idiot. So I just tried to make lighthearted the situation. Yeah. I was going to be blind. Yeah. And uh, luckily, about. The next day, I woke up in the morning and I was just still blind. And then all of a sudden, my sight just came back. So my 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 blood vessels or whatever it was in the back of my had relaxed my, and stuff. had relaxed or you know, and my sight came back. So oh wow! But then they told me, look, you can't play footy anymore. You got to quit. And you're like, nah, fuck you. Went and played seventeen years. <laughs> no, I quit for a year. Oh, okay. And then I continued to train at the PCYC, and I. I just started sparring all the older boxers yep. where I shouldn't have been. My dad didn't know and Johnny Lewis kept it a secret. <laughs> and I was sparring all the older older boxers and, and I was going good and they were tonking me and wasn't, I wasn't getting my migraines or anything. And I ended up saying to my dad, look, dad, can we go get a second opinion because I, um, I've i been boxing, I've been sparring all the men. I was mm. still only a kid. Yeah. And I said, no, no one's dropped me. I've got, not got knocked out and that. So I went and got a second opinion off a neurosurgeon and they said, look, if you can make a career out of it, do it because it's just something freaky should happen to you. So yeah. I went back to South and they said, no, we don't want you. We're not going to risk yeah. you another episode. And I said, okay. So I went to Tigers. I went to just an open trial at the Tigers. Yep. Got picked in 21s. I got eight men in the matches in 21s and then uh, five men in the matches in reserve grade and got into first grade. So, oh, wow. 
Yeah, so, so that's was, how you, that's that's the story as to how you got into Balmain. Yeah, <laughs> far yeah, out. I got thirteen men in the matches in a row and got into first round. No, no, I mean I'm not saying for Balmain, but as in because no one, as I said, I'm looking at your stats on Google and they don't even count Souths, and I'm like, but Souths kind of is your starting point, and then you had that journey, right. you know, your journey yeah. to Balmain where people sort of you know started recognizing your your playing style. Yeah. but there's that whole yeah. year and a maybe year and a half before that sort of thing. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I think the, I think the journey to get to first grade was was far far more interesting a tale than 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 actually. Although I have got a lot of stories about. Well, well, was well I've, I've got yeah. a bit of time, so I'd love to hear some of them. Um, can you tell yeah. us a few stories about your time over in England when you played for Warrington and Wakefield? Okay, so when I went to I went to Wakefield first. Me and Troy yep. Suttery went over there. Yep. Um, I had been at the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a bit of a fallout with Daniel Anderson. We just Daniel Anderson's a school teacher, and I'm a class clown. So uh, we sort of yep. Uh, and I ended up leaving the Warriors. I had a three. I, he wanted to sign me there for three years, but I was going. I was going through a breakup at that time with my ex-wife and, uh, yep. and the two young boys. So I said, "Look, man, I can't sign. I can't commit to you for three years. I'm going coming across to New Zealand on my own." Uh, and I, to be honest with you, I don't know how long I could like last without my two boys. Um, and I lasted a season there. I played well, but he and I just butt-headed, butted heads. He and I thing. just butted heads here hard. So I ended up going to Wakefield. Me and Troy Slattery went there. Wakefield was a shithole. <laughs> As in the, no, the, 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 the team or the place? Wakefield, Wakefield was a great place. Yep. Wakefield, the people that ran the... The, the joint were assholes. Oh, okay. They they roared me and slaps for ten thousand pounds that was supposed to be there when we got there, and I said to them, guys, the deal's a deal. Where's the where's the coin? Yeah. And they said, oh, we'll give it to you if we avoid relegation. I said, that that wasn't the deal. It was now because that's what the deal was, and they oh. carried on. I said, all right, then well, and and I I'd been playing really well, and so had slaps, and I said, oh, look, if you guys try to fuck us over. Like I'll 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 turn on you. you know I mean, I'm happy to keep playing. I kick it, man. The match every week, busting my ass for years. That's just the sort of like slacks and I are. I said you've you fucked the saver for ten thousand pound, which was supposed to be here for us to, you know, sort our family out, and yeah, establish exactly. ourselves, yeah, set everything up. up. Yeah, set ourselves up and use the fuck the saver. So I said, look, if you don't if you don't give us a ten, I'll go somewhere else. And they said, oh yeah, then. They sort of thought I was bullshit. So my dad <laughs> went to Warrington. Warrington said, we'll take you and Benny Westwood in a heartbeat. Yep. They ended up saying to Warrington, to Wakefield, look, we want to buy Nat Wood and Benny Westwood, who's ended up being one of their best buyers ever. Yep. <laughs> um, and I think he's played 500 games for them. Um, and they said, you know what, we'll sell them to you. So they sold us for 110,000 quid for the last 10 games. <laughs> yep. And, but the rule was I wasn't allowed to play against them for the last 10 games. Is it against Wakefield? Or it was against, against Wakefield, yeah. Okay. Uh, but I went to the game to, to support Slats, who was still playing there. Yeah, yeah. And they they told the Wakefield supporters, who loved me when I was there, but when I left, they told me that they portrayed a different story, that I just left for money, which was wrong. They sold me. For 110 grand, and they owed me. Yep. So Wakefield started, they nicknamed me Judas. <laughs> right? Okay. So when I went to watch Slats when they were playing Warrington, yep. 
Yeah. I was in the grandstand with Slats's wife and family, and the whole grandstand, let's say there was 2,000 people on this level of the grandstand, yep. they all started singing, Judas, Judas, <laughs> at me, um, led by one bloke. Wow. Um, so I, he was sort of like the ringleader of that bloke. So I just got eye contact with him and gave him a couple of signals I went through. Yeah, a, a, a bit him. of a, yeah, yeah. And he, uh, I just gave him some hand signals and some gestures that he soon tried to stop the whole yeah, the, the whole, whole Judas, Judas. Judas. Yep. So, uh, so that's what happened to me there. I went to Warrington, yep. and at Warrington, I probably played the best football of my career. Well, uh, you played 90 games for him, but well, that's what it says. I may be wrong because it doesn't even mention Souths on this shit. Um, but yeah. it did say you played for three seasons of roughly about 90 games, 40 tries for the while while you were with them and stuff. So it's wrong. Wait, who, wait, who, was that on Google? It's wrong. Yeah, it's on it's wrong Google. I played, okay. played five seasons with him. Okay. And I, I think it's like 69 tries oh, something right. else. I will edit so that it's, now. I don't know that... <laughs> If you, can you edit stuff on Google? Well, no, no, this is uh, Wikipedia. It, it's oh, easy, Wikipedia, yeah. It's easily editable. Um, I, know, so, yeah. um, I mean, yeah. most people, most of the time it's accurate, but there's, uh, like now, there's a few times where it's not. So yeah. you, played, you scored 69 tries. I think of 69 tries in, in five seasons, from 2000 to two, 2001 to 2005. Okay, yep. Does it say that? I'd said you started from 2002 till 2005, so I'll quickly switch from right. 2001 to 2005. <coughs> Pardon me. Well, um, sorry, you know what? It would be 2002 or yeah, something like that. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, continue. Sorry. And you, yeah, your time at Warrington. What what was it like? Um, first it was of all, excellent. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I made some of the best mates I've ever had, uh, and I've got some great mates out of footy. Uh, I've got some unbelievable memories and some unbelievable friendships but the guys uh in the uk they're just awesome my mates over there they're they're uh they're a different breed but they're i like a good time i like to get men and match whatever we're doing on the field or off the field and they're all they're very similar in nature so they had some great times over there uh, so at, at the clubs that you're at um south balmain sydney warriors all them what team would you say was the um, had the best resources in the training facilities? And also, which club would you say was the most fun to be with? You know, there was pranks going left, right and centre. Okay. And, are, and are, there, are there any memorable pranks that stick out in your mind? Uh, well, obviously, the Roosters. When we were at the Roosters, we had a pretty good star-studded lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our back line was Adrian Lamb, Brad Fittler, Andrew Walker, Matt Singh, Ivan Cleary, Jack Ellsgood, uh, Richie wow. Barney. Like it was, and the forwards was star studded too. So we had a pretty good side. Yep. Um, me and Brian Fletcher become best mates when I was there. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows what Fletcher's like, and I'm I'm probably very similar, but a little bit looser yep. in certain ways. <laughs> um, so, but we used to. I used to break into people's houses and scare them and put screen marks on or werewolf masks and or hold up take hold up sorry sorry, sorry to sorry to um um brain fight real quick but I've interviewed Ivan Cleary were you <laughs> yeah. the one that broke into his house in when you were yeah. playing for New Zealand and scared him and, and Nathan yeah. shitless <laughs> yeah I so I 
In the I actually month. got I actually got Kevin Campion the week before, so I went around and got all the Islander boys. Yep, yep. Just 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 because I was just and, bored. Yep. And then um, I used to break in the houses and do stuff. And Kevin Campion, with his little with his deep voice, his rusky voice, used to say to me, "If you fucking get me a little prick, I'll kill you." And I'd say, <laughs> "You're gone. You're gone." Because his wife used to go home. Yep. Um, with the boys every three months to go back to Queensland. Anyway, yeah. and he's scared of the dark, Kevin Campion. So I said to him, mate, I'm going to get you. And anyway, cut long so short, we beat the Broncos at home. Campo yep. did his AC. Oh. I went to his house. He used to live in a duplex above another house and it had like a, a brick, a small brick thing that went around the second level. So I yep. climbed up there. I couldn't get into his house and I climbed up there. And what he'd done, he went and got the clothesline, took his the wire off his clothesline and tied all of his – he had all, all – um, Doors, these big bifold doors that go into the under his house, off his balcony, and he tied it all up with the wire off his clothesline. So he was paranoid. Off his hill, horse, yeah, <laughs> like Cape Fear. He climbed with the piano. He climbed, tied all the handles and sat in the middle of his house, <laughs> of his lounge room, with an ice pack on his shoulder, um, watching the footy. And I got there about he was watching the replay of the footy, and I got there about eleven thirty at night, and I was trying to break into his house, and I could see him sitting in the thing. But every time I try and open the door. It was. It would pull back, and it would pull his hand, right? Because he had a, and he'd shit himself and jump and go, "Where are you, little fuckwit?" Right? So I'd shimmy back across. I was on this little platform. I'd shimmy back and hide in like, see, like this setup here at my joint. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. and I'd hear, I was hiding there, right? Anyway, I, 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 I could, <laughs> I could get my hand. His kitchen window was open, <laughs> and I could see through his kitchen window. I could see a mirror on the wall, and I could see him. Walking around the house, yelling out Where from the fuck that mirror. Yeah, yeah. So I, I walked, reached in. I grabbed a wooden spoon out of his um, utensil sink and I threw it into the sink. Yeah. And he, he ran, he ran to the kitchen like he was standing at the kitchen door. Going, Where the fuck are you? Where the fuck are you? Right. And uh, he, he couldn't find me. As he went to walk away, I put my hand in and turned his radio up full bore <laughs> in the kitchen. Right. And he spun around. He's like looking at the radio, thinking, "How the fuck? Where is he?" And when he reached to turn the radio off, I put my hand through the window from outside and went and grabbed his hand. He shit himself. So, so he wanted to bash me after oh, that. And then the next week we went to Ivan's and, yeah. and we we're telling the story. And I was Campo was there. They'll tell the story. Tyler, quiet, please. They'll tell the story about me getting him uh, about me getting Campo. And then I was like, oh, no way, Natty. If you did that to me, I'd be terrified. And Ivan had a big driveway. We'd drive out. So me and my, my missus got back together then. The kids, we yep. drove down the driveway at 11.30 to leave at night. And I jumped out of the car and ran back up into their house and hid in their bedroom for about 45 <laughs> yep. minutes. Oh, far out. So my missus, I'll just jog home, right? So I just stayed in the wardrobe for 45 minutes. That's dedication to the prank. Yeah, <laughs> That's what that is. Like a, yeah, like a ninja. And I just hid in there waiting for... Ivan to come into the room and and um, get into bed, and I heard someone walk into the room and I heard him mucking about the room, so I just slid the door open and went rah, and it was Nathan. Little Cleary. Nathan, yeah. He was about, he would have been about four or five years oh. old, and it just traumatized. He just shit himself, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So to this day, he, Nathan's got to square up on me if he really if he wanted to. He should, you should try and square up, I would. Uh, yeah. No, nah, because that, that that prank in particular that you played on Ivan lives in New Zealand legend, you know. Like, oh, yeah? Like, I've, I've spoken to Toddy Byrne, um, 
and because when Todd Byrne went down to New Zealand, the first thing people mention even nowadays is the prank that Nat Wood did on Ivan Cleary. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so you, if, if, I was about to ask who was the prankster <laughs> during your time, so it was you that was the prankster when you were playing. Yeah, I was, yeah, and, but if you get me and Fletch together, uh, <laughs> it's, it's usually very, it's, it's very entertaining. What sort of pranks did, what sort of pranks did you and um, Fletch get up to in, while you were at the Roosters? Well, I wouldn't, one second I'm talking about, I wouldn't say pranks, I would just say just non-stop shit that we do telling jokes telling stories and just yep. running off each other and just we, we just sort of took upon it ourselves to create the vibe at the yeah. club yep. so, and blokes <coughs> blokes used to get the shits if they were sick or they missed training because they were injured because they just miss out on so much fun that we'd yep. that we'd all get up to there you know and, that, and uh, like I'm coaching the para under 20s and it's unfortunate that that today's modern day footballer, because of the mobile phones and just the way the world is today, yeah, they they can't really be that sort of character anymore. Mm. It just doesn't the game doesn't allow it. Nah. Um, so, you know, Fletch and I are, are very lucky that <laughs> there were no mobile phones back then <laughs> and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, we, we were uh, we were blessed that that era of football that we could get away with what we got away with and. You know, and yeah, it nice. wasn't frowned upon as much as it is now. Yeah, nah, fair call. Um, touching a little bit on your career, as, as we have, um, what would be the one thing that you miss the most about playing in the in the top grade? I just miss the, the mateship, yep. you know. For me, the... I, I miss the, the fans. I love, I love the fans, and I think most of us are... Uh, are addicted to the applause. Do you yeah. know what I mean? The yeah. applause and, the and making make the cheers and making the supporters happy and doing more for the supporters. I miss that, but I just I miss the mate the mateship side of things. Uh, be, and that's I, I could have stuck at boxing mm-hmm. and went okay with it, but I didn't because it wasn't a team sport as much. It wasn't a team sport, you know, and and I just needed that 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 environment sort of thing. Environment and, and without it. I was lost, and I, I, a lot of people talk about depression and stuff like that. And yet, there's depression everywhere in that. But for me, I just thought it was just part of. My, I was I was down in the dumps for a long, long time for years, yeah. probably 13, 14 years. I think I've been retired maybe a bit longer, yeah. and no longer fifteen years. And and I think for thirteen or fourteen years, I was lost. You know yeah. what I mean? And you just miss that uh, accountability and the physicality that, that you become addicted to. Yeah, like the going you know and training and, every day. The, uh, every well, day going and training every day, the routine of just being able to to muck around with the boys and to and to have – have, at the end of the week, you've got to go into war. You've got to, you're, to, you're virtually going into war at the end of every week. Yep. And, and it's the same, it's a, same as being addicted to a drug, sex – Alcohol, that physicality. I think a lot of rugby league players. I know for a fact we we miss that physicality and accountability, and that just that bond. I'm sure that I'm sure that soldiers get it to an even greater extent because they they die on the battlefield and stuff like that. So I think uh, 
and then you played it. For, I played rugby league from four years old to I retired when I was thirty-seven, coaching park so football. Like twenty-three something years, maybe even longer, like thirty-three something years. Yeah, so. thirty-four years, thirty-three years of of, of doing stop. something, you know. So, and when I when I finished it, I, I, my marriage fell apart, my businesses uh, fell apart, everything fell apart. So for a long time, I was just trying to self-medicate myself and I was just getting out and doing all sorts of stuff to numb the pain. I was just trying to find something to numb the pain of all these losses that I had. So, yeah, there was very dark periods in my life. I went for such a long time, but now I'm in, I'm, uh, I've got a new partner that I've been with for two and a half years now. Uh, And yeah, I'm in a really good space and just loving life, to be honest with you. Just very grateful that the situation that I'm in, I'm in in my relationship and just in life. And I'm not, I'm not uh, kicking any goals. I'm not a millionaire. I'm, you know, I I, uh, do my best to survive like everyone else, but I'm very, very grateful of what, why, where I am at this point in time in my life. You know, that's good to hear. Um, Few, few fun questions. Um, just a few quick fire ones. Uh, how do you like your steak cooked? Medium rare. Yeah, nice. Um, what would be your current beer of choice if it, that is if, if you drink? Hunt super dry, but I uh, I don't really. I never crave a beer. I'll never go and have one beer. Mm-hmm. I'll even, I'll go and have fifty of everything. I'll, it's all or nothing with me. So Back I'm on. not the guy that goes down to the pub and has two beers. I'm the guy that. Friday comes home on, on Monday. So yeah. no, that's so I, I try and stick clear of it because that's because of that. It's just in me. I can just go missing. And, yeah. <laughs> no, that's yeah. fair. Um, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Mm. Invisibility would be pretty good. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Um, um, if any gadget from any movie, whether it's a spy movie or a or an Indiana Jones movie or anything like that, what gadget would you want to have? I might sound like a bit of a psychopath here. I used to like the gadget that Travis had in the taxi driver. Mm. And when he flicked his wrist, that little pistol coming out. <laughs> yeah, no, that doesn't sound psychopathic. That's great. I, I, I'd probably go with um, the memory eraser thing from Men in Black. Oh uh, yeah, that's not a bad one. That's not a bad one. I've I've already got that memory er- mem- memory eraser <laughs> from having so many concussions. I was actually about to breach that topic. So I've interviewed Brett Horsnell, who um, former para player and other teams, etc. South Queensland. He's going through a, a bit of a tough time because of the concussions that he suffered during his time um, playing. Have you found similar or, or, or maybe somewhat issues with maybe forgetfulness or something? Yep. Things that may be related to um, the concussions. Well, uh, let's put it this way. I was knocked out. I think that's my first concussion happened when I was 13. Mm-hmm. And I, what's the name? I've probably been concussed from 13 years of age till I finished football. I reckon I got 15 concussions. Yep, and what about some mild ones? You know, obviously there's one straight up KOs that you just mentioned and some that were your dazed, um, you know. Yeah, some were, if you get a... You get, there's a different kind of concussion. You get a concussion on the chin. If someone hits you on the chin, mm-hmm. it's more of a it's a different concussion. But if you hit your head on the ground or get a hit in the temple, yep. those concussions they knock you about. And like you're you're sick for a couple of weeks from that. You'll know when you're running at training, you'll feel your your brain is bruised. You can feel yourself. Yeah. You, you'll keep training. You keep doing what you're doing, but you'll be nauseous at training. I, I used to get knocked out and play the next week. 
but I'd be I'd be nauseous all week. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and it felt like I was on a. I just got off a roller coaster yeah. for a ride at uh, Luna Park for most of the week. So, yeah, it's it definitely. Uh, Do you think it impacts you these days because of those things? That um, I tell you how it impacts me. I've got a good memory. I can remember jokes and telling stories and yep. and stuff. But I can't – so many people that played football with me that I don't come and say to me, Natty, do you remember when you did this? Or do you remember when you when you took me to do this? And I've got no recollection. No, you're about, no. Sorry, and I'm like, mate, I don't, I don't even remember doing that with you. And they go, what? Or do you remember? And these things that I've done with them are that extreme that they've stuck in their head for yeah, forever. Yeah, because it's like, do you remember go, that day? Know. And you're like, what? And I think to myself, is it because I've done so many – Fucking crazy things that are just that, normal. Yeah, that's to me, so it doesn't register, or is it because I've got so many knocks on the I, head? I think that, it could be it, 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 probably both. <laughs> Let's go both. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't try and I won't watch the that movie. Is it? It's, I think it's called Concussion. Is it? Yeah, the with one Will with Will Smith. Smith. Yeah, I won't watch it. Um, is it because I won't you watch think it? It's very. I just don't. Want to, yeah, I think it'll. I think it might worry me and yeah it may cause it may be more damaging to your anxiety and whatnot than good yeah it'll call, probably cause me to overthink things and stuff like that but yeah and i'm quite an emotional bloke i cried watching apollo 13 and fucking et so <laughs> yep. but if I, I don't know how i'll react if i watch that so i um probably i haven't watched angry, that show <laughs> yeah it, but, well i used to when i played at the roosters and i used to get knocked out they used to run me off the field yep and give me a shot of a drug called ergotamine. That's called the magic called sponge. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, it was supposed to stop. It was supposed to stop me getting the migraine because I'd play. I get knocked out and keep playing, but I'd only be able to see half of everything. Yeah. It was so weird. And they give me this needle to try and stop it. And then when I went to England, they said, oh, "Is there anything we should know, Tyler? Shush, baby, please. Is there anything we should know uh, about your injuries?" And they said, "I said, oh, look, I, I get concussed quite a bit, but I, you get this." Blindness, where if I get knocked out, I can only see half things. And I said, "Oh, what?" And they go, "What did you? What have you done?" And I said, um, "Oh, don't worry about it. Just get me some agotamine and just give me a shot of agotamine. I'll just keep playing." And they went, "What the fuck? You know how dangerous that is?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" They said, "Oh, you could have a stroke from us doing." I was like, "Oh, fuck!" I said, "Well, that's all I used to do at the roosters." I was like, "Wow, wow!" So, you know, you you think you're doing the right thing, and you get advice from doctors, and turns out five no. ten years later, it turns out it was it was even riskier. Yeah, shit. Um, just trying to think if there's any other questions that I have. Um, done the fun one. Toughest opponent? Yeah, actually, yeah. Let's go with well, let's go with the toughest opponent. And which team did you always hate going up against? Toughest opponent. One of the toughest guys I played against was Sean Garley. Okay. A very tough bloke. Um, I elbowed him once. Ooh. And split him open, and he did not split his eye open badly, and he didn't even flinch. And my elbow was sore for like weeks. Uh, and I told him that when I went, I was playing for the Tigers. He was playing for the Roosters. Yep. Oh, hello. Hold up, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I told him that. Yep. And oh, sorry, I, I I missed what you said about what what you told him. So if you can repeat that just for the recording, if that's all good. Oh, sorry. I told him. I I went to the roosters. Tyler, quiet, Bubba, please. I told him that. I went to him, mate. Do you remember when I elbowed you? And he went, Yeah. Look at this. I had to get thirty stitches or something. I was like, mate, my elbow was sore for four weeks. And I said, I said, mate, you're one of the toughest fuckers I've ever played. But I grew up playing for South, and Sean Garlic was there, so I'd known Sean for a long time. I knew yep. how tough he was. Yep. 
He was the toughest. Which side did I hate playing against? And why? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't actually hate playing against anyone. I, I hated. I hated not playing. I hated being on the bench. I couldn't. I hated when I was at the Roosters because I was mostly interchange. I was used as an inter- and I couldn't get over the fact that I was on the bench because as a kid, if we were on the bench, you thought, "Fuck, I'm not good enough to be in the side." Yeah. And I couldn't understand that how important an interchange player was oh, then. And yeah. Gus, <laughs> me and Gus used to clash and say, "What the fuck am I on the bench?" And he'd say, "Mate, look at the fucking side we've got. Just come off the bench and do this and that." And I used to hate it, but then now when I look back on it. Uh, it was quite dumb of me not to realise how important it was to come off the bench. So if I if I missed out on playing, I was I was pissed off. You know what I mean? If I was injured, I was pissed off. So I didn't I didn't hate playing any side. I just wanted to play every week. Yeah, no, fair call. Um, and touching back on the um, HIA and the concussions and all that, do you think that um, the NRL should implement? Obviously, they've got the HIA assessments and all that. Do you think that if someone fails their HIA, obviously they're not allowed to play for the rest of the game? Do you think they should be not allowed to play the next week? Sort of I think they shouldn't play the next week. I, th- I think, like I just touched on before, mm. if if they asked people that had a lot of experience being knocked out, when Such I was being yourself, expert on it, and, and I would say, to them, look, I walked around for two weeks feeling like I was car sick. Yep. Like I was car sick. So tell me, is that an indication that my brain was damaged in, in these concussions? And I'd play the next week. And, and you hit your head constantly in a game of rugby league. So... Uh, I think they should rest them for a week. It should be compulsory. If you get knocked out, if you're proper sparked, and you know yeah. everybody gets a good view of the game these days with that many camera angles, yeah. everyone can see when someone's been proper sparked. They shouldn't yeah. go back on. And it's just the nature of a rugby league player will, will run himself into the ground, run into a train for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it. Uh, I think they should. They should be. Not allowed to go back on the field and compulsory miss a week. Yeah, you know because at the end of the day, I'm sure that if they got to speak to someone like me who can't remember quite a few things, um, they go oh, fuck that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not miss a week. Yeah, yeah they go no, I'd, I'd rather sit out a week than than forget shit sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, unless it's like owing you five hundred bucks or something like that. <laughs> No, that's all good. Um, honestly, that about wraps up the time that I've got for this afternoon. I want to thank you very okay. much um, for the chat. I really enjoyed it, and I'll definitely get you on again to talk some more stories. All right, mate. Cool. Thanks, Thanks buddy. mate. Thanks. Take it easy. See you, Bye. Bye.